0: Faces a choice.
1: This is Battleground America. Here's Tara
0: Servatius.
3: The CDC director has started to say things
2: that you used to get banned on Twitter for saying. Exactly. In other words, the truth. And the truth is from country to country, city to city, roughly half the COVID hospitalizations, it turns out, weren't. Not a surprise to you if you listen to talk radio. Well, good talk radio like the kind I do here. You've known that a lot of the COVID numbers were fake for a long time. That was by design. It's not an accident. To understand exactly how staggering this admission is by the medical establishment and the left-wing media, that roughly half the people in the hospital for COVID, you know the ones, the ones we were told we had to shut down so that the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. Yeah, roughly half of them didn't actually check in Cause of COVID, They checked in because of something else to understand how important that is and the true cost of the lie about the covid hospitalizations. You've got to go back to the beginning, back to two weeks to flatten the curve. And why did we have to shut everything down just for two weeks? It was only going to be two so that the hospitals wouldn't become overwhelmed. And how do we know the hospitals would become overwhelmed? We were using fake, it turns out. COVID hospitalization stats. Well, two weeks to flatten the curve rapidly became two months, and then it became two years on and off. And what drove it all, all the time, every time? Why the COVID hospitalization numbers, which we now know were fake. Let's rewind a couple of weeks. When I first told you on the Battleground podcast this was coming, that they were all soon, in short order, going to have to admit that a lot of the COVID hospitalization numbers were in fact Fake, false, or at best, misleading. What caused it? The UK Telegraph reporting this shocking story that 75% of the COVID hospitalizations in London weren't. In other words, these people who the hospitals were telling the media were COVID cases actually weren't. 75% had checked in for something else, something totally unrelated to COVID. And then... Over time, had managed to test positive. The problem is, like in London and everywhere else in the world, those fake, it turns out, COVID numbers were used to drive really real policies. The shutdowns of schools, of businesses, the lockdowns, the ultimate destruction here in America, according to Forbes, of 96,000 businesses permanently closed. Why? Because we had to keep the hospital beds open, you know. Well, it turns out half the people in New York, we just learned that this week, would have gone to the hospital regardless. Why? Because they checked in for something else and didn't happen to test positive for COVID till later. Well, it went like a domino after the admission in the Telegraph. Next up, Ontario admitted about half their hospitalization numbers. Same thing. They checked in for something else, but were later later listed as COVID hospitalizations when they turned up positive. Then it was British Columbia. Dr. Bonnie Henry called British Columbia hospitalizations, quote, an overestimation, unquote, of the COVID burden. Folks, they've known this the whole time. Then the new governor of New York stepped up because like Joe Biden, she's got a mess on her hands. Record-breaking COVID cases. She wants to have a long and successful political career, which means those record-breaking COVID cases and hospitalizations need to disappear fast. And as I've told you for a long time, what is the fastest way to make COVID disappear to end the pandemic? Simply change the way that COVID hospitalizations and deaths are categorized, and poof! A lot of it will disappear. New York Governor Kathy Hochul began preparing her left-wing lunatic supporters for what would come down the pike when she said this. Oh, I just, you know, started calling up hospitals and asking which of their hospitalizations were real and which were not. Question, why couldn't we do this a year ago and just, you know, not shut stuff down, not destroy businesses? Well, because we had to boot Trump from office. But now that it's convenient for the left for the COVID numbers to go down, well, I'll let Governor Hochul tell you the story of how she discovered, and I use the word discovered in parentheses, that a lot of the COVID hospitalizations in New York were, in fact,
3: what real people like you and I would call fake. So we're going to start asking some questions. We talk about the hospitalizations. I have always wondered, When we're looking at the hospitalizations of people testing positive in a hospital, is that person in the hospital because of COVID? Or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive and they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles? Someone is in a car accident, they go to the emergency room, they test positive for COVID while they're there. They're not there being treated for COVID. I just been doing a random call around to some of the hospital leaders that I touched base with and I'm seeing numbers from 20 to sometimes 50 percent, but we don't have clear data right now. That's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us: how many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive uh, just while they're in there for other treatments? So that's I think that's important. I think I just want to always be honest with New Yorkers about how bad this is. Yes, the numbers, the sheer numbers. Of people infected are high. But I want to see whether or not the hospitalizations correlate with that. And I'm anticipating to see that at least a certain percentage overall are not related to being treated for COVID.
2: That was over a week ago. Since then, she's been able to ascertain that half the COVID hospitalizations in New York were actually for something else. They checked in for something else. One problem. These numbers have been used to drive business shutdowns as a policy to combat COVID for two years now, both there and everywhere else. What does it mean, bottom line it? We wrecked the economy for nothing, based on a lie. Wrap your mind around that. Well, of course you know what this means. If the hospitalization numbers were a lie, the death numbers have to be too. And that's exactly where Fox News' Brett Baer, Went next. Listen to CDC Director Robert Walensky warble all over the place in response to his question.
1: Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID, or how many are with COVID but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown?
2: Um, yes, of course, with Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and it uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. What you're watching is a theatrical production. Not real reporting. Yep, everyone involved, including Bear, everybody at Facts, and the whole mainstream media is pretending something simple. They're pretending they don't know that the CDC changed the coding guidelines almost immediately when COVID began. So that COVID deaths were coded like nothing else. If you tested positive for COVID, even if you died, say, an auto accident, you were coded as a COVID death. It's not like that. ...for anything else. If you die, say, of kidney disease, what did you die of? Well, you died of kidney disease. But if you happen to test positive for COVID, then you're a COVID death. We don't do that with the flu. We don't do it with anything else. Yet they put the two-page guidance out almost immediately. And it inflated grossly the number of COVID deaths. But when I posted it on Facebook about a year and a half ago... I got put in Facebook jail. It was right from the CDC's website. You weren't allowed to speak of it. So all these people pretending to discover this suddenly are full of crap. This coding guidance was initially reported by Laura Ingram, at least on national television anyway. Anybody who wanted to know about it could have. So we know the coding of the deaths was a lie. It was a government mandated lie. Because they changed the death certificate coding of COVID. But why did your local hospital go along with the lie? Why did your local hospital administrators go along with the mass shutdown and ultimate destruction of so many local businesses when they knew damn well that, what, roughly half the people in their hospital for COVID? didn't actually show up because of COVID. They weren't hospitalized because of COVID. At any point, one of those hospital administrators in any city could have said, ho, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, let's not shut all the businesses down. We have plenty of bed space. See, half of what we're claiming are COVID cases aren't really. They're people with heart attacks who would be here regardless, or people from car accidents who'd be here regardless. They just happen to test positive with COVID. Why didn't those hospital administrators... Speak out. Why didn't they say, hey, let's not wreck our country's and our city's economy with fake covid hospitalization stats. Why? We're nowhere near having our hospital overwhelmed because half the people we've taken in would be here anyway. They didn't check in because of covid. They just tested positive later. Why did no one do that? I'll let Dr. Scott Jensen explain early on on Laura Ingram. it was because of money this was from april of 2020
0: dr fauci was asked about the covid death
2: count today here's what he said in part what do you say
1: to those folks who are who are making the claim without really any evidence that these deaths are being padded that the number of covid 19 deaths are being
3: padded you will always have conspiracy theories when you have uh very challenging public health crises. They are nothing but distractions.
2: Conspiracy theories, doctor? So you're engaging in conspiracy theories. What do you say to Dr. Fauci
0: tonight? Well, I would remind him that any time healthcare intersects with dollars, it gets awkward. Right now, Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 admission to the hospital, you'll get paid $13,000. If that COVID-19 patient goes on a ventilator, you get $39,000, three times as much. Nobody can tell me after 35 years in the world of medicine that sometimes those kinds of things impact on what we do.
2: And there you have it. The answer to the question of why hospital administrators from one shore of this country to the other, from the Atlantic to the Pacific, flat out lied. Let their communities be shut down based on hospital capacity when they knew damn well that, like in New York, probably roughly half the patients weren't there for COVID, that they had checked in because of some other problem and that they'd managed to get them to test positive afterward so that they could then bill for it. If these hospital administrators had told the truth, hey, we don't need to shut our local businesses down. Half our COVID patients would be here regardless because they're not here for COVID. Why, they might have missed out on the money. So they allowed their local economies to be absolutely destroyed and completely trashed and local businesses destroyed schools shut down so they could keep the payola coming in. And who incentivized it all? The federal government. Why? For control and to defeat Trump. It was all fake. Folks, at this point, numbers wise, was this even really a pandemic? Were there really that many numbers? Was there or was it all fake? Sure, it goes without saying, COVID is real, and it certainly does kill some people. But did it kill anywhere near the number of people we were told? Did we ever have to shut down? Were the hospitals ever really in danger of being overwhelmed? At 50%, like in New York, to 75% in London? My guess? No. We did it all for nothing. Which means... That all of those terrified people who then didn't go to work, who we had to print money to pay them, resulting in massive prices you're seeing now at the grocery store? That's why you're seeing massive prices at the grocery store. It all goes back to these fake numbers. It drove everything, the brokenness, the economic depression, and the resulting inflation we're seeing now. It was all based on a lie. What a difference it would have made if CDC Director Rochelle Walensky or the one before that, would have admitted something like this a couple of shutdowns ago.
3: The overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. So really, these are people who were unwell to begin with.
2: Notice she's still not really answering the question. Okay, 75% had at least four comorbidities. Were they hospitalized for those or for covid i think we know the answer at least four comorbidities by the way why are we even vaccinating children it's a legitimate question given this admission remember last week from anthony fauci that the child hospitalization numbers are as fake as the adult ones
1: but the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized Many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID, as opposed to because of COVID.
2: What Fauci doesn't admit, it's the same for adults. Bottom line, the American people got hosed by these people, bigly. And now they're admitting it, as if it's no big deal, leaving behind them a trail of massive economic damage. So what are they lying about now? As of this moment, if you go on social media, particularly Facebook, ...and suggest that the vaccine causes injuries, serious ones, you'll do a turn in Facebook jail. Unless, apparently, you're the Australian government. They just did a remarkable thing. Admitted that, yes, the Pfizer shot does cause damages. So much so, they've set up a fund to compensate victims. All while they force people to get the shot as we're attempting to do here with the Biden mandate. This is from the mainstream news channel News 7 in Australia. A shocking admission of tens of thousands of vaccine injuries for the first time, including serious ones like myo and pericarditis.
1: Now the federal government is offering compensation for anyone who becomes seriously ill after having their COVID shot. It's been a long road to recovery for Maddie John. It's a really uncomfortable and um, quite a frightening experience. He felt like he was having a heart attack two days after getting the Pfizer vaccine. I just got this sharp pain that I've never experienced before in the centre of my chest. Diagnosed with severe pericarditis, he was off work for 10 weeks. You're constantly worrying, I suppose, that anxiety around, I suppose, we're talking about your heart. Maddie's not alone. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions. Now the government's offering compensation.
2: I'm sorry, how many people in Australia?
1: 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions.
2: So while Australia is now paying out, and folks, why isn't Pfizer paying out? Why is the government of Australia paying out? Among other questions... Anyway, while this is going on, our bureaucrats are still lying to us as if there aren't 21,000 deaths from the vaccine recorded in VARES. We just pretend there aren't. And hundreds of thousands of injuries and adverse events. Here's. What you get in Australia if you have one of those? And folks, the, the thing here that's significant is this means the government's actually admitting it instead of continuing to lie about it.
1: Claims under $20,000 will need evidence from your doctor. Claims over $20,000 assessed by a team of legal experts. The highest figure reserved for only the most serious of cases. I think it could cost the government a lot of money. Daniel O'Pare works at Shine Lawyers. He's looked closely at the government scheme. If you do suffer pericarditis, it it can uh, result in you being out of pocket. Um, You know, you might have to see a cardiologist, you might need procedures. Um, So it is definitely appropriate that there is a vaccination scheme there to compensate those people. But like all schemes, there are limitations. To make a claim, you must spend at least one night in hospital. And that's a clause that makes Matty John ineligible. He was admitted to hospital twice but never stayed the night. It is a little bit frustrating um, and out of pocket a fair bit, but in saying that too, um, it is what it is and um, that's life. The scheme is now open. Nick Hose, 7 News.
2: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To subscribe, download the Odyssey app and hit subscribe. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thanks for listening.